Good morning, Wright County, and a blessed Sunday morning to you. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. My name is Paul Nickel. I'm pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota. We are on the airwaves this morning to share a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. Jesus died for you so that you might live for him. We begin our radio worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first reading for this fifth Sunday in Lent comes from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. Paul writes, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors, through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christian citizens of Wright County, take those words of the Apostle Paul to heart. Nothing, nothing in this universe will ever be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes, the three great enemies of the human race are sin, death, and the devil. But sin cannot separate us from the love of God because Jesus died for our sins on the cross. Death cannot separate us from the love of God because Jesus conquered death by his resurrection from the dead on the third day. Not even the devil himself can separate us from the love of God because Jesus has defeated the devil by his blood and righteousness. It is as true as true can be. Nothing, neither sin nor death nor the devil nor anything else 
and all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here now is Psalm 65, verses 1 through 8. This is a psalm of David. David writes, Praise is due to you, O God, in Zion, and to you shall vows be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you shall all flesh come. When iniquities prevail against me, you atone for our transgressions. Blessed is the one you choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. By awesome deeds you answer us with righteousness, O God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, the one who by his strength established the mountains, being girded with might, who stills the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, the tumult of the peoples, so that those who dwell at the ends of the earth are in awe at your signs. You make the going out of the morning and the evening to shout for joy. Shall we pray? Gracious Lord, we come before you this day in the spirit of bold and confident prayer. We trust that you are indeed our Heavenly Father, and that we are indeed your beloved children. In the week that lies ahead, help us to lead godly and upright lives, that we might hallow your name in our every thought, word, and deed. Give us your Holy Spirit, so that by your grace we might believe your holy word and enter your heavenly kingdom. May your will be done among us. Hinder and destroy every evil design and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature. Give us everything that is truly required to meet our earthly needs. Forgive us of our sins, as we also forgive those who sin against us. Guard and protect us from the temptations which seek to deceive us, and to lead us into false belief, despair, and other great and shameful sins. Deliver us from every type of evil, whether it affects our bodies or souls, our property or reputation. And at the last, when the hour of death comes, grant us a blessed end to our earthly lives and graciously take us from this world of sorrow to yourself in heaven. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. On the night before he died, our Lord Jesus Christ celebrated the Last Supper with his disciples. Then he washed their feet, and he shared with them a wonderful sermon, full of instruction, hope, and comfort. And after the sermon, 
just before he went out from the upper room into the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed. His prayer is recorded in the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 17, verses 1 through 26. John writes, When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, Glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you for I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them, and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me, I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world, and for their sake I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, 
just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me, and loved them, even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory, that you have given me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. This prayer of Jesus, which our Lord offered on the eve of his crucifixion, is a beautiful and precious prayer. It is a prayer that Jesus offered for you, and a prayer that Jesus offered for me. Jesus was praying in the presence of his twelve disciples, but notice how the Lord declared, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me, that's us, through their word. In my own life, it is a great comfort to know that Jesus prayed for me, on the night before he died, and that Jesus continues to pray for me right up to the present moment. In Romans chapter 8, the Bible declares that even now, the crucified, risen, and ascended Lord Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding, that means praying, for us all. Truly, we who are believers go through life under the cover of Jesus' prayers. The prayer recorded in John chapter 17 is sometimes called the High Priestly Prayer. In the High Priestly Prayer, Jesus offers to the Father many prayer requests on behalf of his people. In this sermon, I would like to consider just three of those prayer requests. And as we go through them, I would ask you to keep in mind the Bible promise of James 5.16, which says, The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Let me repeat that. James 5.16, The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Take that promise and apply it to Jesus and to his high priestly prayer. Our Lord is indeed a righteous man. In fact, he is the most righteous man who has ever lived, the only man who has ever lived with perfect 
righteousness. And if James 5.16 is true, which it most definitely is, then the prayers of Jesus are full of power, and the prayers of Jesus are truly effective. When the righteous man named Jesus prays, the Father answers. The three prayer requests that we are about to consider are prayer requests that have been and are being fulfilled. The first prayer request comes from John chapter 17, verse 11. Jesus prays, Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. This is a prayer request for oneness and for unity among God's people. Jesus prays that we, that is, we Christian believers, may become one, even as Jesus and his Father are one. Jesus repeats a variation of this request four times during the high priestly prayer. Surely, this fourfold repetition indicates that unity among God's people is one of the deepest desires of Jesus' heart. Jesus wants his people to be perfectly one in and through him. Jesus wants his people to live into the reality described in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. There is no doubt that the Christian church is today marred by arguments, factions, and divisions, many of them springing from human sins like pride and jealousy. But nevertheless, Jesus has prayed for the oneness of his people. And despite the human tendencies to fracture and to pull apart the church, God the Father has answered Jesus' prayer for unity. Underneath it all, there is a profound Christian unity which binds together every Christian family, every Christian congregation, and every Christian denomination. The church really is one. Wherever there is true faith in Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world, wherever the words of the Apostles' Creed are sincerely confessed and truly believed, wherever the Bible is received as the Word of God, wherever the sacraments are administered according to the Word of God, well then, there is the Christian Church, and there is unity in Jesus Christ. And that unity cannot be broken, no matter what, for Jesus has prayed that we might become one. And when Jesus prays, the Father 
answers. The second prayer request comes from John 17:15, in which Jesus prays, I do not ask that you would take them out of the world, but that you would keep them from the evil one. Notice that Jesus does not ask the Father to take his believing people out of this world. Jesus does not ask that we be spared the trials and tribulations of this earthly life. On the contrary, Jesus sends us out into the world. He places us in the midst of the struggle so that we might continue to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and to bear witness to the glory, grace, and love of our Heavenly Father. But while we carry this witness into our fallen and dangerous world, Jesus does ask his Father to protect us. Specifically, Jesus asks his Father to keep us from the evil one. Jesus prays that we might be kept safe from the lies and accusations of Satan, who seeks to discourage, shame, and condemn us. Jesus has prayed that the Father would keep us from this evil one, and when Jesus prays, the Father answers. In fact, the Father answered this particular prayer request by giving Jesus himself to die on the cross. For the blood of Jesus Christ, which is the sacrifice that atones for the sins of the whole world, defeats all the accusations, lies, and condemnations of Satan. For if you have received the sin-cleansing blood of Jesus by faith, then you are forgiven, and where there is forgiveness, there is life and salvation. Satan can no longer condemn you. In Christ you are safe. Jesus has prayed that you might be kept from the attacks of the evil one, and by giving his Son to die on the cross, the Father has answered the prayer of the Son. The third prayer request is John 17:17. 17, 17. Jesus prays, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. To sanctify means to make holy, to make someone or something acceptable to God. In John 17:17, 17, 17, Jesus is asking that we sinners might become sanctified by the truth, which is God's word or the gospel. This is truly a beautiful prayer request. In and of myself, I know that I am far from holy, and I also know that in and of myself, I do not have the power to make myself holy. The same is true for you as well, and for all people in this world. In and of ourselves, we are not and we cannot make ourselves holy. And yet, Jesus comes to us in our helpless estate, and he prays on our behalf. Father, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. 
And when Jesus prays, the Father answers. Wherever and whenever the truth of God's word is preached, proclaimed, taught, read, heard, and believed, then the Holy Spirit, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, goes to work. The Holy Spirit brings forth the fruit of sanctification through the power of the gospel. In the small catechism, Martin Luther summarizes the situation in this way. I know that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, and sanctified and preserved me in the true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth, and preserves it in unity with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. Yes, indeed, through the gospel, the word of truth, Jesus' prayer is answered, and we are sanctified. Christian citizens of Wright County, the message for today is this. Jesus has prayed for you. Jesus has prayed that the church might become one, that you and I might be kept from the evil one, and that we all might be sanctified in the truth. And when Jesus prays, the Father answers. Thanks be to God. In Jesus' name, amen. It's time now for a hymn. This is an old hymn, a familiar hymn, which reminds us of the power and privilege of prayer. Even as Jesus prays for us, we can also pray to him, joining our prayers to his. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all our sorrow share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do your friends despise, forsake you? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield you you will find a solace there. Would you please join me now as we confess our common Christian faith according to the words of the Apostles' Creed? We confess, I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, and born of the Virgin Mary. 
He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now we pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. Our mission is to bring you a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. In John 14:6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Have you accepted Jesus Christ by faith as your personal Lord and Savior? If you would like to learn more about how to receive Jesus into your heart, please call Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota at 763-878-2092. Again, please call Faith Lutheran Church at 763-878-2092. You can also join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Please come join us. We're located in Silver Creek Township, just north of Lake Mariah State Park, at 12449 Clementa Avenue, Northwest. If you have missed any Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour broadcasts, you can find archived programs on our website, lutheran-faith.org, or go to krwc1360.com and click on the tab labeled Podcasts. This has been Pastor Paul Nickel from Faith Lutheran Church. I'm signing off the airwaves for now, but remember this, when Jesus prays, the Father answers. <laughs> <laughs>